Uh, welcome to Caching in the Northwest. This is the only podcast dedicated to geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. We're going to talk about caches and cachers unique to this little corner, corner of the continent. So while you're trying to figure out how to use paper straws, we'll be caching in the Northwest. That's right. And that means it's time. Well, it's time to bring in our globetrotting gibbon. Some say he was invited to the Trump-Putin summit, but geocaching was more important. Others say he's more popular than Justin Trudeau's eyebrows. All we know is he's called Land Monkey. Hey, guys. You know, there are other hairy areas of politicians that I'm pleased I'm not being compared to tonight, so I'm happy with that. That works. That works. All right. Good to see you. Good to see you, Wits End. Nice to have you back on the show. Hey, good to be here. You have been dearly missed. Aw, you guys are too nice. We are. And we'll, we'll just keep it up for at least the next hour. Don't yeah. let it go to your head. You're <laughs> very nice people. But with Wits End here, we have the most hairy faces of anyone in geocaching podcasting. It's true. <coughs> we are indeed the hairiest faced pod geocaching podcast yeah. there is. The more of my that's face a behind right there. hair, the better. <laughs> that is our claim to fame. We might not be the best, but damn it, we're the hairiest. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, hey, you know what? You hairy podcast loving folks out there, we are going to talk about, uh, speaking of hairy faces, we're going to talk about grandfathers tonight. <laughs> grandfathered cash types. So uh, webcams, virtuals, and other, you know what? There are other grandfathered cache types. And I didn't know what? that I started. I know until I started doing a little research. So I'm going to stay tuned just so I can find out what they are. Well, it's going to be fun. Let's do that. All right. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Oh, it's so fun to have all three hosts together. It really is. Hey, a quick reminder that we appreciate you, our patrons. You're the ones that help keep this podcasting podcast coming each week and if you want to know more about the show click that patreon link on the cachingnw.com website and another thing we appreciate are good logs we like to call them glows or the geocaching log of the week so whether you read it or whether you wrote it we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better send an email like limax did to feedback at cachingnw.com you can call into 253-693-TFTC or use the voicemail tool on the website and show us how you glow. Now, I'll let you know, Limax did two out of those three things just this wow. week. Bonus points for Limax. Yeah. Nice. I'm not going to tell you which one he didn't do. Ooh. Okay. It's a game now. Yeah. Hmm. For those playing at home. <laughs> Thanks for playing. At least a nice party gets for you on the way out. You get a copy of our home game. Don't let the door hit you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we, I'll take the rest on a gift certificate, Pat. We should do like a cashing in the Northwest bingo card. Oh. <laughs> what would Every be? time we say. <laughs> say the secret word, it went out of Alice. If I could walk like that. Okay. Anyways. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, mentioning the glows and, and Limax did two out of the three. I'm going to read one of the two of the three that he sent. How about that? Two that he sent out of the three. Never mind. This week's globe was submitted by Limax, as you probably have figured that out by now. It's Geocaches found virtual cache. Is this Mount Omnum? 
That's uh, GC7B79G. That That's not Manamanam. You know what? That's it's where Mount I'm at instantly. It's Manamanam. <laughs> and the log just reads. Da, 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 da. No. So listeners, you're welcome for having that stuck in your head for the next week. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> okay. This is an awesome location for a virtual. Saw this was published and it was on the at the uh, end of a workday, so I thought a nice drive would be in order. I had a nice drive up the hill. The steps up to ground zero were a bit tough. I'm still recovering from giving blood a few days ago. Got to ground zero to find four kids drinking and smoking pot. Yikes, didn't feel very safe being there, not at all. And I had to loiter a bit to find all the required information. I eventually stepped away from the drinkers so I could send the CO the required information. And at that point, a park ranger drove up. I debated whether I should say anything to the ranger about the kids that were drinking, but with the number of empty bottles and the pot and the winding road, I felt I had to. I asked the ranger to drive down the hill and come back up so they didn't suspect that I'd said anything, and he did that. He pulled into the circle and parked and surveyed the situation. He stepped back and immediately called for the sheriff to come. One of the kids came around the corner of the enclosed area, and then there was a bit of a confrontation. I started filming it when the kid tried to pull something off the ranger's uniform. Stupid kid. One kid in particular was very belligerent, talking back, swearing at the ranger. The others were laughing and egging him on. One of the guys took off and headed down the hill. It was out of control. The ranger eventually pulled out his pepper spray for protection, and the kid was actually asking the guy to spray him. Then he was saying that he shouldn't be sprayed because he's a minor. <laughs> Oops. Drinking and underage. Yikes. Long story short, the kids turned on me since I had filmed everything, and I had to jump in my car to avoid anything physical. When I tried driving past them, they chased after my car. As I drove down the hill, I saw four sheriff vehicles heading up the hill from my direction. I'm not sure if any came from the other direction, but I'm betting the kids are going to be in a bit of trouble. Kind of scary. And with the way the one kid was acting, I was really hoping he'd get what he was asking for so I'd have it on film. Sadly, that didn't happen. But I found the virtual. Answers have already been sent to the CEO. Oh my goodness. See, that, aren't virtuals fun? Wow, <laughs> that's story. That's that's more fun than I've ever had in a virtual, I'll say yeah. that. Well, I don't know if fun is actually the correct word. <laughs> now he didn't send in the video. I was kind of <laughs> hoping for that, but well. Watch his YouTube channel. Maybe it'll pop up there. Oh, there you go. But he may have to change the rating on his YouTube channel. It <laughs> might be on like the world's dumbest criminal show next week, too. There you go. Oh, that's true. Why? Yeah, I. Why? Yeah, there's not much else to say about that one, yeah, kids. That one. Other than thank you for sending it in, and we're sorry that happened to you, and we're glad you're okay. Yeah, now, absolutely. Yeah, Keats and uh, GSM times two says, "Wow, that was a great glow." So, I mean, you know, it it was one of those things that it was an experience while you were geocaching. It can turn into a glow. You don't know. You never know when a glow is going to happen to you. That's right. So always be ready. Have that 
email address of feedback at cashingnw.com written on your hand, etch it into your screen of your cell phone. Yeah. Get a yeah, tattoo. You know yes, yeah, I was say get a tattoo. Oh, there you go. Get a tattoo. That's better yet. To just be the 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 number, the email address, and then you know your unique tracking number on a tattoo. And we'll come up with a special prize for you if you do that. Oh, there yeah. you go. If you do that, you will definitely get a special prize. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you got to send us a picture to prove it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, no pen. It's got to actually be. Yeah. Take a video of getting the tattoo in there. <laughs> then we'll believe you because somebody's going to just use a Sharpie and put it on there and we're going to send them a wonderful prize. And two weeks later, it's going to wash off. Well, Wait, does Sharpie wash off in two weeks? I don't think so. I didn't so. say it was wonderful. I said it would be special. Oh, <laughs> it's special. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. Oh, yeah. now, now I'm tracking with you guys. Yeah, we'll send them a special prize. Special, yeah. That's what you get for behaving special. That's right. <laughs> oh, GSM times two says he would be have to, have to be acting like the kids, drinking and smoking pot in order to get that tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> nice oh but we're not done with the fun from limax no what no. there's more there's more just wait there's we have more. feedback from him as well here we go good day gentlemen this is limax it's been a while since i've called haven't really had anything significant to report however had a couple of things happen this last july uh, first one, I'm actually slapping myself on the forehead for. I had my best month ever in July, and I found 112 caches. Yep, I'm slapping myself in the head for that. However, 112 is significant because it is the product of uh, its product is made up of two distinct primes. That would be seven and two. It's seven times two to the fourth, or seven times sixteen which is 112, so maybe I redeem myself a little bit. I don't know with 112 it goes. Anyway, also, I had my greatest find streak, uh, number of finds ever in a day, and that is 44, which I like a little better, and that was on Friday the 13th of July. Yeah, very significant date. <laughs> that breathes my... That, uh, breaks my previous record of 32, which is another great number. And uh, before that, it was 29, which I found on March 29th. And 29 is a prime number. So there we go. Anyway, um, since there aren't any challenges coming up anytime soon, I think I'm going to go back to casual again. I'm closing in on 2300. I, as of today, I'm at 2294. And I didn't have time to look up any statistics on that number, and I apologize. Have a good day. You better be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did we mention you know, that Limax likes numbers? I've picked up on that. Every time he calls in and and gives us a math lesson, I feel, like, wow, I just I don't think that way. Yeah, it's I not that I can't think that I'm way. I'm not trying very hard or something. Way. Yeah. Hey, speaking of numbers and feedback, I noticed Iham said Monkey Cakes and I both had our first 100 plus find month in July. Uh, thank you, hashtag Hidden Creatures. So congrats. You cool. Good job. Yeah. As long Good as you job. have fun. That's what I always say. Great to get great numbers as long as you're having fun. Right. And if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. 
That's right. Oh. And 10 is, or 100 is no way a prime number. <laughs> no, I don't no, think it is. Um, so I don't think we have any news tonight. So we're just going to get right into the topic. Well, I think that's a good idea. Tonight okay. we are talking about the Getting Started series. Now we've done traditionals. We've done multi-caches. We're talking about grandfathered caches tonight. And not just simply old caches, but a grandfathered type of cache. Hey, you kids, get your cache off my lawn. That's right. And you shouldn't have your cache on his lawn to begin with. Well, not without permission. Yeah, you got to get permission. Well, unless it's a virtual. Oh. No, you still need permission for a virtual if it's on private property. Yeah. Darn kids. All right. So yes, that is what we're talking about tonight. Wow, I'm just gonna I'm gonna railroad this show right off the start. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> um, so uh let's talk about the most common grandfathered cache types that we know of. Uh one of the really super popular ones is webcam caches because of the grandfathered caches, they tend to be one of the most rare. Um, they're fun with the uh, advent of smartphone technology. They're pretty easy to do these days. Um, mm -hmm. And they're they're slowly disappearing. Um, I know a, a few folks are kind of keeping an active count of how many are left in North America and other places. And um, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I really enjoy them when I can find them. They're not, always easy to actually pick yourself out in the image but uh um yeah so webcam caches so if you're not familiar with the webcam cache i think most people are but just if you're not the premise is um you are given a set of coordinates that you go to when you stand at those coordinates and then you follow a link in the description page of the geocache you should be able to uh see yourself in the image capture the image post the image with your log and that's how right. you log a find on a webcam. Right. And, you know, Witsen and I started doing this before smartphones. Mm -hmm. So it was a matter of, you know, phone a friend, really. Hey, would you go to this webpage, click on the link, go to the webcam, and let me know when I'm in frame? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm yeah, in frame. You used to do a lot that, more work. Snap that picture and then email it to me and good. We'll, you know, I'll log it in three days when I get back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and some of those webcams, you know, have a long delay between updating frames. It can be five minutes and you think five minutes, five minutes is a long time to stand <laughs> in a conspicuous place with your phone or your yeah. GPS. Okay. And like, so I got, I got to tell you a story about webcams and standing in conspicuous places. We did um, on our Baltic cruise, we did a webcam in Riga, Latvia. It's actually a new, one of the new virtual reward caches, but they made it as a webcam. Mm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so you have to stand in a plaza that is really busy. Lots of people going back and forth and, you know, stand there. And so there's, what was there? Six of us standing there doing this and people get so our picture is of the six of us but then there's a whole lot of people standing in front of us because people would come by and go oh do you want us to take your picture yeah. <laughs> like, no 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 keep moving it's okay <laughs> along. nothing to see here oh it was funny uh there was one i did in san antonio and i called wits end and said hey you know would you help me on this and i'm standing out and to be the best spot 
I'm in the sunshine at a hundred degrees outside and it's five minutes in between. Yeah. And the first one he, okay. The, snap my picture. The bus had driven up. <laughs> so I had to stand another five minutes in the sun. I could just feel my skin burning off of me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, retro asks in the chat, is there a souvenir for them? I assume by them, he means webcams. So no, there is not a specific souvenir for webcams, but you get, uh, you, you know, you start to increase your count in that icon type mm -hmm. on your statistics. So that's kind of the, uh, um, it's kind of the purpose there of, uh, of collecting webcam finds. Um, yeah, well, it's grandfathered, so there would not be a souvenir for it. No. Well, there's not any souvenir per se for any cash type. Is there? Right, you just get you just get the icon. Yeah, you get the icon. Right, right. That's true. There isn't one for any cash type. But I mean, you could get a webcam in a new state or province, and you would get the uh, souvenir for that state or province. True. Yeah. 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 yeah so if still, your first find. Yeah. Yeah. If they're listed, they're still active. But we'll get to that right. in a moment. Yep, yep. All right. Next. So webcam cases, yeah. Those are fun. They were one of my favorites. Kind of still are if I can find them. Mm -hmm. Another grandfather type of cache is a virtual. You know, everybody's talking about virtual reality nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. It's a virtual this, a virtual that. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there was actually a virtual cache type at one time that anybody could well i guess hide isn't the right word for it but <laughs> create create yeah uh, yeah and and as land monkey alluded to there's been some new virtuals that have come out as rewards lately but we're not talking about those we're talking about these ones that were around a long time ago when when they were a, a thing and a virtual is just what you think it is it's a it's a geocache Looks just like a regular, I mean, uh, the, the page looks like any other geocache description page, except there is no physical container. There's no Tupperware, Bison tube, ammo can, any of that kind of stuff. It's just the location. And typically, in my experience, these are places that were either super high muggle activity or someplace like uh, a monument or a park or someplace that you, you know you'd never get permission to actually put a physical object because there's either no place to put it or you just it's too delicate you don't want people traipsing around and damaging stuff but you typically had to do something to contact the cash owner and let them know that you read the word in the sign or it's you know in some senses it was kind of like a kind of like a mini earth cache <laughs> go there and learn some cash. stuff and send some information to the CEO before you can log the cache. But but basically it's a cache without a container and uh, and with some with rare exception they're no longer you're able to place them except for the new reward one. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that a little later. Yeah. Nice. So virtual webcam, those mm -hmm. are probably the best known, but there are others. Especially In, now that we've just talked about them. Yeah, now they're really well-known. Yeah, well, see? There you go. Now, Wits End, you introduced me to a type of cache. It was, it's grandfathered now, but I was able to find a couple just before they were grandfathered. Yeah. Do you remember what these were? Well, they were 
kind of virtual in a sense, and except the virtual one, like I mentioned, actually had a location coordinates published. If they didn't have a location, well, that would be location-less. Oh, you're good. It's not location more. Uh, location-less caches uh, are closed to all new logs since 2006. So even though they've been grandfathered, you apparently can't even log them anymore. Hmm. Some of them were converted to waymarking categories. And if you go search waymarking.com, you can find all that. Now, I know what you're thinking. What the heck is a locationless cache? Isn't geocaching a game of location? It's a location-based search, right? Uh, locationless caches, it says, could be considered the opposite of a traditional cache. You weren't looking for any container at a specific location. You were giving the task to locate a specific object and log its coordinates. Kind of confusing. So it's like a reverse geocache. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, I know one of the first ones I found was a round building. It happens my bank just up the street is a round building. Right. You run around and around and around till you're all in. That's how you get into the bank. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. There was, yeah the, wasn't, one, wasn't one also you're supposed to take a picture with, with lions? Yes. Yes. And just down the street from me, there's a house. And for some reason, they have lions on either side of their door. I don't know why. It doesn't fit the neighborhood. And they're not a library. I mean, where else do you have lions besides a library? Apparently near your home. Yeah. It was one of those things. It was like, yeah, yeah, I read about this. Yeah, I, I don't know of any. And I'm walking one day and I go, oh, there are lions there. I can get a locationless cash. Holy moly, lions. Yeah. So, um, and there was one other, I can't recall what it is. Is it, there was one, I don't know if it was a locationless. I had to be at a clock at a certain time yes. that matched the coordinates of the clock. That one was kind of fun. I think I did that oh, one as well. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was a locationless. Um, right. So, so it's important to consider. Now there were some caches. I'm showing because um, uh, Mark in the in the uh, chat here has noted that he saw a locationless at a mega event, and there's there's a cache, a grandfathered cache type as well, that um, moves around. But that's not a locationless cache. That that's something different. I can't remember what that's called. That's a moving cache. That's a moving cache. Okay, so that is actually different than a locationless. So a locationless, that never had a separate icon. That was, I believe, a traditional cache that moved around. Okay. Um, they grandfathered those, so you're not allowed to do new moving caches because they really screw up the stats. Yeah, they do. Okay. They screw up your. Yeah, yeah, they really do. I hate them. Um, and they traveling cache. They, they, traveling cache. There you go. Nice work, uh, three amps. Thank you. They recently archived all the traveling caches as well. I think. Mm -hmm. I think for that exact purpose. Okay. Good. Glad. Um, but uh, when we started geocaching in 2012, location loca locationless caches were already gone. But there was something that was around for a very short while when we started geocaching called geocaching challenges, which sound a lot like what you guys are describing as locationless caches. Do you guys remember those? The geocaching challenges? There's like a little section. A little bit, yeah. People could post a challenge and it would be 
uh, find this and that. And you would basically just post a picture of yourself at this and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember that. Well, um, it was kind of, it, it was before lab caches came out. And I think this is one of the reasons they went with lab caches and they could do different things under the same title. Um, challenge caches were unique. Um, you had to go somewhere and do something. One of them was, you know, there's a large uh, checkerboard out in a park, you know, and you had to play a game of checkers. And then that was it. That was the challenge. Nice. And then you could log it. Um, when they first came out, uh, it was at, I was, Wits End and I was, was at the, I want to say it was the first block party. Maybe the second. I think it was the second. I don't think I made the first one. And um, I had a challenge to come up to the Caching in the Northwest booth and tell us your favorite Northwest geocache. And that was the challenge. You had to come up and record it. Mm-hmm. And for many, many episodes, we played the favorite Northwest cache on the show. There you go. Uh, so challenge caches it was, you know, a specific location, but it wasn't geocaching related after that or didn't have to be. Right. And as you said, there's no specific icon for those. Mm -mm. No. And they were in your stats and then not in your stats. And then, yeah, there, there was some, it created a brouhaha. (laughs) A brouhaha. Yes. That's, that's how you say, you know what happened in the forums? Oh, it was a okay. it was a brouhaha. Yeah, <laughs> I think that not happened. a kerfuffle. Oh, it might have been a kerfuffle. Okay, I think a brouhaha is an escalated kerfuffle. Okay, <laughs> so uh, those eventually went away. Oh, and thank you, uh, Mark Dowding, in the chat. They did have their own app. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's yes. right. Yeah. Yes. I don't recall that. In in fact, I found a, it was an old iPod touch. I started up and it still had the app on it, but <laughs> alas, it couldn't connect to the database anymore. That's uh, a real shame. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so they had their own app. Uh, you didn't necessarily have to have that app to play them, but it was, it was, uh, it was interesting. All right. So it's quite the walk down memory lane here, but ah, the good old days, the oldie days of uh, geocaching. Uh, yeah. That's what those old people do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so was there anything else on the challenge caches we wanted to talk about or no, they're gone. They're gone. Okay. All right. And uh, They'll never return. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think the one thing is just to, you know, make sure that we don't get confused with, um, what are now referred to as challenge caches, which are published using the mystery icon. They have a specific set of guidelines to follow in publishing them. And that is all as of April, 2016, when that started after the challenge cache moratorium. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. It's a completely different thing. Still uses the word challenge, but it's a completely different thing. Yeah. Uh, Retro says it was at the HQ block party, 2015. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Retro. Cool, cool. All right. So, you know, uh, I thought it would be helpful if we got the official definition from HQ on 
what grandfathered means to them because i think it's one of the things is that we could you know we can discuss what grandfathered cache types are and we've we've you know talked about four of them now two mm -hmm. which i didn't even know were a thing until we did the research for the show um but according to hq quoting starting here um <sighs> In geocaching, the word grandfathered refers to something that is allowed to continue to exist based on an older rule, even though that rule has changed or no longer exists. Even grandfathered caches should continue to be good examples of geocaching. They will continue to exist as long as their owners continue to maintain them and they don't cause problems in the community. Dun, mm -hmm. dun, dun. <laughs> uh, grandfathered caches that cause problems or are no longer supported by Geocaching HQ are eligible to be archived regardless of their grandfathered status. Archive party. Archive party. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good archive party? I guess reviewers I can, don't like a good I can tell you one right now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny, funny. All right. Um, and Keats in the uh, in the chat uh, asks, what about lost and found event caches? Were they just regular events? And uh, there is a unique icon, and I think Three Hams made a mention of it earlier in the chat. There as well. is. It's um, it looks like a ten, mm -hmm. and they were a series of events or event type things that were officially sponsored and put on in support of the ten year anniversary of geocaching. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of weird that. A group of events for a special period in time got their own icon but again this is an example of geocaching hq tried something out gave it a go and then closed it down so those those aren't grandfathered in the sense that they don't exist anymore like once the event was over it's over right and i, I want to say it was a weekend maybe it was a week it wasn't very long um i only have two of those particular lost and found event caches um and you had to you know submit that you wanted this to be a lost and found event it wasn't just um <coughs> it wasn't just given to you if you threw an event that weekend hmm. um so yeah it's it's a different one i don't know if it's grandfathered uh the event's over so it's done yeah, so I don't think it really falls into the category of grandfathered, which is why HQ doesn't have it in their list of right. what they call officially grandfathered caches. It's more... Yet, it's still listed on the cache stats. Yeah, for those who found them, you don't lose your icon for you know your work of having attended that event. But yeah. you can't ever have another one. Mm -hmm. Ever, ever, ever. 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 And along that same lines, isn't the GPS adventures exhibit kind of oh. done? No, no. That's I, the last I've heard. It's still kind of moving around. It's the last I heard it's in Europe somewhere. Um, oh. We got, we got ours in Edmonton two years ago, two or three years ago. Okay. We went out to Edmonton and made a special trip out there and attended the, oh. uh, the adventure maze. Got I think it. went to the very Maybe. first one in Seattle. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Cool. That's when I got my geo coin signed by Jeremy. Yeah, I was gonna say we got lackey coins and met Rose and all kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I know. You guys you are... talked about grandfathered, and people might say, Well, why do these cash types even get grandfathered? What's what's the point here? Why do they do that? 
And of course, as Lane Monkey mentioned, HQ, they really do work hard to, to keep our, our game, our hobby, our pastime, both current and interesting. And, and we applaud all their efforts. From time to time, that means they're going to try something out. They're going to introduce a new idea, a new concept, a new cache type. See what happens. Sometimes it's a win and they stick and we still have those around today. And sometimes they don't. <laughs> but as you as we've talked about, you get an icon for the lost and found event, right? And mm -hmm. uh, different things like that that have been grandfathered or discontinued. And geocaching is not going to take your icons away. If you've legitimately earned an icon for a cache type that's either grandfathered or completely discontinued, you're not going to get your your uh, your icon taken away. Either uh, we'll decide, like the lost and found event, that obviously uh, you can't go back and attend an event in the past, at least not yet. <laughs> now, if you're listening to this at some point in the future and you've invented a time machine, please come back to this point right now in time and tell us about it. We'll wait. Yeah. Well, that's disappointing. I guess it didn't happen. So, probably never going to get a lost and found event icon if you don't have one now. But that's what happens. They, they try some things out and we applaud that. And like with all things, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I have to interject, uh, Jim. So we actually just proved one of two things. Thing one, uh, possibility one is that time travel was not created. Okay. It does not exist. Or time travelers don't listen to this podcast. I'm going I'm, with the second one. I'm hoping for that as well, because I really hope that it, it exists someday. I'm still kind of disappointed that time travelers don't listen to this podcast. It would seem like a really good podcast for time travelers. Yeah. I mean, you, you could get back. You could go and get all the cash types. Oh. Whether they were grandfathered or not, get them before they were grandfathered. If you could time travel. You could find, you technically could find every geocache ever. Ooh, every yes. geocache ever. You could. Yeah, that, that's a lot of work, though. It would. Even with a time machine. <laughs> it is. So you need a TARDIS, so it's time and space. Yes. Wibbly wobbly, wobbly timey wimey. Just don't blink. Okay. So where were we before I so rudely interrupted? <laughs> <laughs> oh, who knows where we were? Uh, we were talking about uh, grandfathered caches. Right. So I guess the question is, why do we care if there are grandfathered cache types? Um, well, so we can talk about them on the podcast. Yeah, it gives us another topic for the podcast. Um, so I care about them because they're increasingly rare. Uh, webcams, for example. Sure. So it makes it fun to try and find them before they're gone. Exactly. So... I, I'm right there with you. I like to go find these because webcams have a lifespan. I mean, the physical hardware, once the physical hardware is done, you can't renew a webcam. It's gone. It's done. Um, so uh, how do you go out and search for these? I mean, you know, if they're grandfathered, does that make them harder to search for? Um, well, no. And, and I think maybe we'll talk... I'll, we'll we'll jump around in my notes then I guess a little bit because we were going to talk about how to find 
grandfather caches a little later, but we can talk about it now. Um, I would suggest the search function on geocaching.com is mm-hmm. probably the first place to start because it is uh, the grand the the main two grandfather cache types, virtual and webcam, are actually searchable cache types on there, but the other two aren't. And oh, right. gotta throw in there, um, Mark uh, in the chat threw out a good point that while geocaching.com isn't officially recognizing the ape caches as a grandfathered cache type, by their own definition, it is a grandfathered cache type. And it really? is the one that you can search for. Well, if you think about it, right? Like if I go back to the definition I read from them, it's something that's allowed to continue to exist based on an older rule, even though that rule has changed or no longer exists. Well, the rule was those caches were placed in um, conjunction with the Planet of the Apes movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they continue to exist as long as they don't cause problems. Uh, <laughs> there's there's two left, and when they when they disappear, they're gone. The only reason the one in Washington came back, the Tunnel of Light, is because they found the original container and put it back yeah. at ground zero. If they it was it was gone, and there was a big debate about bringing that back. So yeah. I think technically. Ape caches are another example of grandfathered caches. Thank you, Mark Dowding. That's true. It's grandfathered, even though they are active uh, until the action that, you know, specifies the end of their life. In this case, the container, the original container goes missing. Right. Uh, they are still active. But it's the but same virtuals and webcams. If, if right. a webcam gets disabled and... You know, if somebody takes a webcam away or shuts it off or whatever, it gets archived and it's gone. You don't ever get another webcam to replace it. So, and the only reason virtuals come back is because of the uh, virtual rewards. So we'll talk about that later. You know what? Let's go into it now. Oh, okay. Or we could talk about it now. So virtual rewards, it seems like a, an odd phrase. I mean, aren't they just virtual caches? Well, they are, but they're special. Ooh. They're super special. They were only given to a few people. That's right. Well, they're given to a lot of people, but as a representative population of people who have geocaching accounts, it was a few. Yeah. That's true. And yeah, so the deal was, um, okay, there is a magic algorithm that was used to select who gets. Um, the only piece of that algorithm, and it's not even a piece of the algorithm that I am aware about uh, that ha- and that has been communicated, was community volunteers were given the opportunity to place a virtual reward cache, which I think is great because community volunteers do a generally thankless job. Mm-hmm. And so to give them that as a thank you, I thought was was great. I had no concerns with that at all. Um, as for the algorithm itself, as to everybody else who got the opportunity to place a, um, a, a virtual reward, there was, uh, um, yeah, I've heard it described by one as, uh, geocaching HQ put a large chart out on the floor with names and then tied a magic marker around the neck of a chicken. And that was the algorithm. <laughs> 
I thought they used squirrels for most of their stuff. But. I was pretty sure it was pigeons, but okay. <laughs> Perhaps a frog. Oh, yes. Um, it's, uh, you know, here's the thing. I mean, kudos to those who got the opportunity to place one and placed a good one. Um, because I, as a geocacher, really appreciate finding the virtual reward caches when they were, you know, I, I don't think I've found a virtual reward cache yet that I thought, oh, well, that was a lame placement. So, so good job for the folks who have placed them. Well, maybe we should discuss something. Um, if virtuals were grandfathered at one, one point, why were they brought back as rewards? What caused virtual caches to be grandfathered? <sighs> yeah, I, I don't. This predates me being a geocacher. So I would just be relying on stories well, I've heard. Sunny, sit back and let me tell you a story. Okay, Grandpa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, virtual caches had become a little mundane, a little um, abused and overused. Uh, I heard an example of one. Oh, on, say what you really want to say. I heard an example of one where. A virtual cache was at a McDonald's where my girlfriend and I first kissed. Like, really? That, you know, okay, that's going a bit far. There's, you know, no historical significance, no, you know, importance in the area. It's, you know, it now I don't want to take away from, you know, someone who says this is important to me. That's well and fine. Right. But, um, GSM times two says people set stupid virtuals like the place where my honey and I first ate at McDonald's. There you go. Um, <laughs> so, you know, some of those still exist. Thank you. Uh, Brian Lang. Uh, they were, they were terrible. And it got to the point where people are like, why are these popping up? It's, it, they were worse than LPCs. So. I think they were, sure. Um, yeah, there's because there's some good LPCs. Mm -hmm. LPCs have redeeming qualities. Yeah. Oh, some do. And there are excellent virtuals. Yeah. Right. True. But you know, now if you know you go a virtual is at a landmark and that landmark changes somehow, that virtual is disabled. So um, so they had terrible virtuals. And in order to save the integrity of geocaching, they said, that's it. We're done with virtuals. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was too hard to, it was too hard, too difficult, too time consuming to go through and say, well, tell me why this virtual is important to you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, then you get feelings involved. Well, this is where we first kissed. This is so important to me. How dare you say that's not important yeah. to you and, and nullify my feelings. Stupid millennials. Um, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. That that was, they weren't millennials back then. Uh, it doesn't count. Whatever the equivalent of millennials is, Grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get off my lawn, kids. That's right. <laughs> get your, get your crappy virtual cash off my lawn. Yeah. If they hadn't grandfathered, we would have been just overwhelmed with crappy virtuals every yeah. 100 oh. yards. It would have been like Munzee. Right. Yeah. I feel like there should be a virtual here. So I put one here. Yeah. 
that that kind of you know right um now these virtual rewards were given there were 4000 of them issued to select people we'll we'll leave it at that whatever the algorithm determined um and you had a one year period in order to find a place to set mm -hmm. these new virtuals out that one year period's coming to a close quickly it's almost up yeah, yeah this month end of august yeah yeah, yeah. And I've noticed a few more lately have been popping up. So I guess people are uh, seeing the deadline come up and going, oh, geez, I better better put this out. I've been thinking about it for a while, and now I better just hurry up and do it. But at least they're, it doesn't seem like they're rushed, which is good. Mm -hmm. GSM times two said it wasn't millennials. It was 40-year-old kids. <laughs> Who live in their mom's basement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. And spend all day on the geocaching Internet. forums. Right. It's so much cooler online. <laughs> you guys are describing me right stop it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's getting a little too close uh brilliant so that that pretty much covers virtuals both the older grandfather types and the new reward ones i personally i like them with qualifications like we talked about some of them were really crappy but the people that put a lot of thought and effort and, and made quality virtuals that are still around or with the new virtual rewards ones i i like it you guys what do you think of them yeah i love them in fact there was a new one just posted today uh three ham said the same thing in bremerton and one near hayak yesterday ah just in time for going ape yes and there's one at the great wheel in seattle uh there's a couple in in that waterfront area in downtown yeah. seattle there's one right at pike place market yep and the space needle space mm -hmm. needle and you know other places so um well in fact just a couple of weeks ago i threw an event for a one of those virtual rewards as it was released mm -hmm. oh that's kind of cool yeah i was able to talk with the owner already the, as it was yeah exactly as the owner and and we raffled off the ftf for it oh that's neat mm -hmm. that's a great idea um and then you know during the event, it was released, so we all could go over and. And it was it was very interesting because I actually spoke the answers to the CO. I've never done that. I've always emailed. And it just kind of felt strange. Oh, here here are the answers. Those are the correct answers. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I have to go back and find that one someday. Speaking of uh, cash types, grandfathered cash types. Um, I also want to throw out there that recently, uh, episode 259, back on July 12th, I was away for that episode, but uh, thank you, Chris, for making sure. I happened. was away as well. <laughs> was, were you? Was it Jim that made that one happen? No, I was in Ohio. Oh, in okay. A, uh, conference room. Okay. Um, but that episode, we discussed um, AR, or augmented reality caches, with Nicole from HQ. Those are an experimental new cache type mm -hmm. and once that experiment concludes they're either going to be grandfathered or they're going to be archived so um, there may be another grandfathered cache type which would be ar caches and they don't have a unique icon they just have the mystery icon but they do have unique qualities in the naming convention for those caches so mm -hmm. so there you go so there may possibly be another grandfathered cache type in a, a month or so very cool. Yeah. 
That that's going to be interesting. I want to see what happens to that. Not just in a in a couple of months when they make the decision, but if they're grandfathered, I want to see how they age in a year or two, uh, with you know changes in apps and what have you. Very cool. Um, so we mentioned, uh, what do you guys do to find these grandfathered types? Uh, I mean, wit's end, you said you really like webcams. How do you go mm -hmm. find those? Well, I filter for them in CGO. Oh, well, that makes it easy. Yeah. Fair enough. That's now, if people don't have CGO, they so can't download it from the app store. It's free. Okay. From the Google Play store. Yep. That's another way of doing it. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm pushing to go find them on geocaching.com. Yeah. Oh, um, well, you could do that too, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. And like I said, you can use, like I said before, you can use the search function on geocaching.com. Uh, you can also create pocket queries just for those mm -hmm. grandfathered types. Yeah. You can create a pocket query for just one type of cache if that's what you're looking for. Exactamundo. Mm -hmm. And I've got to go find more webcam caches. I only have six of them. I know. And that's just not enough. You should make a list of them. Ooh, that would be good. How do you make a list? You do a search, then you add yeah. them all to a list. Oh, yeah. You go. And really people idea. share those lists. So you might even go online and find that somebody else has already shared a list of webcams or rituals or something like that. But save you the work Starcasher would prefer to go find them in his uh, gsac database yep that's, another great that's an option too or maybe retro likes to use cashly however you go find them yeah all kinds of different ways of finding them now there are alternate listing sites out there they have cache types and open caching that that's one of the ones that we talked about Mm -hmm. They have cache types, some cache types completely different than geocaching.com, but quantity of listings are similar on these types of caches. So yep, get so out there and find yourself a webcam, one way or another. Right. But of course, it won't count in your geocaching.com stats. No, but you'll have fun. But you That's will. right. All right. So um, I want to ask a question to you guys back to talking about virtual caches. Can you think of the favorite or a top favorite virtual cache that you've done? Oh, like one so you many. recommend to somebody else. Um, um, one of the ones that I, I was found and I was shocked about was the uh, Astoria Tower in Astoria, Oregon. Uh, you go there. All you have to do is go there and say, yes, I was here and claim it. Hmm. Now, it asks you, you know, to climb the steps. I don't know, 18,000 steps to the top of this tower. Right. And, and I did that. And it was a beautiful view. Then I felt like I could claim it. Uh, but, you know, no picture, no what's the number on a plaque. Uh, nothing like that. It's just like, wait, I'm here. And I, that's all I have to do to claim it. <laughs> that, that one sticks in my head because it was so easy. Cool. The the only one that sticks in my head right now, I know I'm looking, trying to look at my profile to see if I can, another one jumps out at me, but uh, is the most recent one that I remember doing was 
the the new virtual rewards on the Pike Place Market. That was a lot mm. of fun. I it haven't was done kind that of fun one. because it was, well, bringing back a grandfather cash time. Nice. So. Very cool. Very fun. Yeah, we, um, we, we, as, as we discussed off the beginning of the show, we intentionally go looking for grandfathered cash types when we travel. Mm -hmm. um, we did find some awesome ones on our recent trip. And um, the one that's most memorable, memorable for me is a webcam. And it's not so much about the cash itself. It was more about the adventure of getting there. Um, we Ubered uh, to the webcam location which was in sweden on a freeway overpass and we went with <laughs> rca 777 and land sharks um had the uber driver drop us off halfway along an over <laughs> overpass by a cemetery uh al along the freeway outside of stockholm and uh the guy's just like looking at us like this is what this is what you want you seriously <laughs> want to leave you here like yep <laughs> all good like, all right have fun canadians you have a bunch of nut bars he didn't say yeah. that i'm sure he was thinking that maybe he was thinking that's what canadians, i was thinking you bunch of nut bars sorry um but yeah that's what i was thinking is canadians are a bunch of nut bars ah we are but we have fun um we found several virtual caches in Ohio um, found one at the Chicago airport, you know, it, some of these fun things, but um, mm -hmm. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I'm, I'm going through my list and yeah. Going through what did I, um, I am asked um, in the chat uh, did you fly a balsa glider off the Astoria Tower? I've been to the Astoria Tower where there is a virtual cache. I did not fly the balsa glider off because the tower was under construction when I visited. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh, that you close. just weren't motivated. I was not motivated enough. <laughs> You're right. I did not just get my balsa glider and sneak in, climb up the scaffolding. Yeah. I, I don't know what I was thinking. You're, you're not You're not as committed as I thought you were. I know. People would have looked up and went, wow, that guy's got balsa. Yeah. <laughs> they would indeed have said that and they would have been correct yeah. wow oh. that was well done um i found that during the cash machine in astoria so i did not come prepared with the proper amount of balsa mm. there you go all right well um what do you think about ready to Call this show completez-vous and wrap yeah, it up. Thursday is almost over here in this time zone. All right. Well, folks, we thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Now, uh, coming up next week, we are going to talk about caching in Nova Scotia with Keats94, who happens to be listening tonight. Hi, Keats. Yay. And we thank him for listening. We thank all our listeners. But we want to thank especially the faithful Denali level supporters. That would be Bounce Bounce, Team Squirrel, Limax, and WorldCaching.com. Do you want to know more about supporting the show? I know you do. Go over and click the Patreon link on the cachingandabuse.com website. 
Now, there's a long list of Patreons, of patrons that have, have gone and clicked that Patreon link. Let's see if I can do it justice the way that Land Monkey has done all of these weeks in a row. That is E Pendragon, Broncos Fan for Life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev Magdi, Subway Mark, Dormore, Dune Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, Geo Nav Pros, Wino Seattle, Acker Doc, Billy Robson, Nice, and Teos Keats 94, Curiosity Girl, Trexer Zero, and a brand new one, MC3 Cats. Nicely done with 10. Yes, indeed, you do. So thank you to all of that. And he didn't pass out or anything. <laughs> Not, Not yet. yet. Working on it. <laughs> Nice. So if people wanted to follow us, find out more about these cash things we do, Land Monkey, where can they find you? Hey, we would love it if people would follow us on Twitter, Instagram. We're uh, posting periscopes every once in a while. Find us at Land Monkey GC. Um, on our YouTube channel, there's been some videos. I'm just in the process of editing a whole ton of great content from our European trip. So those are coming out soon. That'll be on YouTube. Just search L-A-N-M-O-N-K-E-Y, Land Monkey on YouTube. And of course, our website uh, will be kept up to date. That's landmonkey.blogspot.ca with uh, all that kind of content as well as it comes out. Wits in, my friend. Mm. Where do people find you? You do, by the way, have some great content. And so I'm looking forward to seeing all that stuff. I also have a website that's nearly never updated and several social media channels that are almost never populated with content. But you can certainly follow me. Would look for Wits End. That's uh, the only podcast host here with Zed in the middle of the handle. Yeah, he's Zed. So Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus. I'm, I think I'm uh, wits in US there. But, uh, and of course, geocaching.com, message center, all that stuff. It's wits in everywhere I can get. CNW, how about you? Well, I have to say, though, you don't post often, but when you do, it's always a quality post. <laughs> Not always. Something that is funny or witty or witsy. Wait, mm, no. Something. Yeah. Uh, head over to, I don't know, Twitter, look for Cashing NW, Facebook.com slash Cashing NW. Better yet, go to CashingNW.com slash host, read our bios, find all the links we just mentioned. That's right. There's some good content over there. And for all the rest of you, thank you. We just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode or any episode. But right now, we're thanking you for this episode of Cashing in the Northwest. You know, you can be part of the show. Limax did it. You can do it too. Give us a call, 253-693-TFTC. Leave us a comment. Ask us a question. Offer to give us a write-up to the Ape event. We might take you up on that. You can do that anytime, day or night. And you can always email feedback at cashnw.com. We do read emails too. Your support, why it helps to keep quality shows coming. If you like this show, let us know and go over and click that Patreon link on the cashinity.com website. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcast app happens to be. This show, this one right here, why it's produced by Chris Umpenauer and Dick Kennedy and hosted by, well, the three of us Yahoo's. 
The show is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license, copyright 2018 by that guy right there, Chris Umpenauer. Stay tuned now. We might hang out and chat a little bit. Something we call the after show. That. That's what we do. Yeah. Oh, folks, thanks for sticking around. Now, the after show is an opportunity for us to be able to interact with those who are listening live. Perhaps you want to join us. Head over to youtube.com slash cashingnw on Thursday evening, nine o'clock Pacific time. And come and join us live. You can always go to cashingnw.com slash watch dash live and check us out there. That's right. If you're live. What? Live is just evil spelled backwards. That's right. Hmm. I'm going back through the chat right now. I'm just trying to find any hashtag Fatas. Well, that's what I was going to talk to talk about was the hashtag Fatas. If you're in the live chat and you want to talk about something, maybe it doesn't fit in with the topic of grandfathered caches. Doesn't it's just something you want to talk about? Put the hashtag FTAS. That's for the after show. Onto that, we'll make sure that's in the uh, show notes, and we'll be able to talk about it. When we get to the after show, the after show, the after show is where we are. We're in the after show now. Okay. If you want to get somebody's attention, go to the after show and whisper about them. Just whisper anyway. <laughs> Weak signal propagation recording. There we go. <laughs> Oh, funny, funny. Okay, I think I think Land Monkey, you've got something to start with there. Yeah, I was gonna say keep us in the cash flow is in there. Go for it. Yeah, what do we got here? Okay. Uh so yeah, starting in the they're probably kind of in reverse order here, but you know, they are. So <laughs> Keepers of the Cash Flow has a fatas. They said I've the only Western Canada AR cash right now. And they Congratulations. said Yeah, congrats. If they get archived, uh they'll resubmit it as a regular multi. Cool. Nice. Three Hams wants to know, can we have a pre-show? <laughs> we do. Yeah, it's private. <laughs> awesome. Um, I am. I had a fatas. When locationless caches went away, the concept lived on at waymarking.com, also a ground speak site. So yes, I think I think we mentioned that, but important yes. point that if you like yeah. the idea, the principle behind them, you can still find them, but they don't count in your geocaching.com find right. score. They count on a different site in a different system, different game, but also owned by Groundspeak. All right. Um, what else do we have? Yeah, uh, waymarking is not something I've ever gotten into. <laughs> you never which sorry which with the what uh, I, is something is not something I ever got into okay. yeah. I tried it it's just not for me yeah I tried it as well and lost interest alright about the time Rose came along but um, that's a different Yeah, that's actually I, the reason why but anyway okay. Um, I tried it out for a little while and it was kind of fun but I, I don't know it was, wasn't as fun as geocaching was so mm -hmm. with it um, GeoNav Pros uh, had a question about uh, the chicken algorithm. 
Uh, wanted to know if the chicken that was used for the algorithm was either a live chicken or a rubber chicken. And uh, if so, did it have a trackable number? It was a live rubber chicken. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, and uh, it still uses a random number generator in geocaching HQ to, as of today. Nice, nice. Uh, Keepers of the cash flow had another fatas. Oh, this is a nice one. I like this one. Keepers of the cash flow said they love the show. Uh, we were the first podcast they found for geocaching, and huh. they thank us for that. And they now watch three different geocaching podcasts. <laughs> so love it. Thank you guys. There are other geocaching podcasts. Yes, there's there's <laughs> at least two others. Wow. <laughs> or three others. Now I watch three different, so that would be math. Hold on. Carried the one. Two. You know, two is a prime number. Uh, so no, nothing, nothing. Where's Limax? <laughs> um, you know, I don't consider other podcasts competition because just as Keepers of the Cashflow said, you know, when you start with one, well, you know, that's kind of fun. Let me add this one. Let me add this one. And a rising tide raises all boats. So the mm. more people we have listening to podcasts means more people are listening to multiple podcasts. It's kind of like TV. You don't just watch one show and then turn off the TV and wait a week. Exactly. Exactly. Or maybe you do. Um. What else we got going on? Oh, um, Keats is on day 302 of a fun street. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Rats, Keats, closing yeah, on the home stretch for completing a year, but it's just too much fun to kill it after a year. Maybe another 300 days, who knows? And it just feels kind of trapped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys can talk to him about that next Thursday when he's on the podcast. Yeah. There you go. That'll be fun. Um, I saw a few comments uh, when we were talking about different um, geolocation games. Uh, Retro had posted, said Land, Mon Land Monkey did Sighter for a bit. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that. I, I did that as well. Uh, I enjoyed playing that, but then I don't know. I just kind of, I didn't stick with it. I don't know if it's even still around. Um, I haven't looked. That was, that I enjoyed was it as well. Uh, so for those who don't know what Sighter is or was, um, Basically, you would take a photo of something standing at a specific area and it would geotag your photo, um, upload it, and then put an icon on a map and say there was a photo taken here. You can go to that location. You can pull up what photo is taken there and you have to replicate that photo as close yeah. as you can to score a point. So I thought I thought it was a neat idea. I, I liked the yeah. premise of that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought Cider was fine. Um, it was one of those that it was kind of a flash in a pan. Oh, this is fun. Let's go do this. It's like, oh, well, there's another site and there's another site. Yeah, it seemed like there was a period in time where there were so many geolocation games coming out. It was really hard to keep up with everything. And yep. Yeah, that's OK. And then, you know, they came out with Garfield Go and. Well, that's pretty much the end of it. <laughs> we know we've reached the end when they've come up with Garfield. Ah. Oh, that's too funny. Now I want lasagna. Mm, uh, there you do. Wits End, what was that picture stash one we were doing? Uh, Photo stash? 
I don't remember now. I have to go back. We actually interviewed the creator on an early, early episode of this podcast. Oh. That was go. fun. And I know that it, I know that it's no longer around. Well, there you go. You guys talk so amongst yourselves. I'm going to go look. Okay. <laughs> While you're doing that, uh, Brian Lang asked uh, Fatas, he wants to know who's going to ape this year. Ooh, ooh, I am. So I assume the, yeah, who's going to the going ape event. Uh, so Chris in the Northwest, you are. What's end? Do you know if you're going to make it there? I'm not sure. I'm going to try. Okay. I'm going to try. Um. According to the, uh, I can't come up with their names. Organizers. This is the second week in a row I haven't been able to come up with that word. You know, the planners, the people putting it together, the <laughs> the, the, the organizers. We will have a table there. So come by and see your favorite caching in the Northwest. Oh. Or maybe not your favorite caching in the Northwest person. It depends on who's there. <laughs> That's true. Uh, there you go. Oh, um, GSM X2 noted that uh, he's going to be going. He's totally excited to be going to the mecca of geocaching for the first time. Awesome. Nice. Congrats. Um, Love it. Um, Monkey Cakes is not going to be making it. She said not us. So I assume that means I am as well. Too bad. Um, oh, yeah. We were reminded that letterboxing is another geolocation game that predates mm -hmm. geocaching. And in fact, letterboxing could along with uh, um, orienteering, be amongst the first of the geolocation. Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> Mark notes uh, he's never showered with us before, but he'll be doing it again soon. Well, that's that's great. Thanks, Mark. Okay. Right. Glad we could make your morning. <laughs> Thinking this is not normal. <laughs> Oh dear. And if you'd like to submit an awkward comment. <laughs> awesome. Well, what do you think, guys? Call it a night. Um it's a night. It's a now. Night. Okay. All right, folks. Thanks for hanging in with us. Thanks for participating in the chat. And if you are listening to this recorded, thanks for taking the time to listen to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And until next week, get out and get caching in the Northwest. <laughs>